Oh. Oh my god. No, he didn't. Oh no, he didn't. Oh no, he didn't. <laughs> god damn. My boy is wicked smart. Wow. <laughs> Curveball. <laughs> You got off to get a soda water, and I was like, him, let him record. <laughs> <laughs> that is so smart. Well played. <laughs> the one time I got it done on time. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, did you guys get my text earlier? Yes, that was very helpful. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to be better about that because I realized that it was a long way conversation yeah it's like yeah it's helpful for sure i was honestly impressed when it came in i was like what the fuck is this oh that's to oh nice dude damn ted i was very <laughs> impressed well it's funny out you know what i'll get into it on this but yeah one of the ideas hit me last week so i just got up ran out here and jotted it down wow Powerful. all right we ready to rock Thumbs up. All right. Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the Ted. Starring the Ted. Star. The. Uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Welcome back to another The Home episode. Uh, thanks, everybody, for checking us out. Hopefully, we got some uh, new people subscribing. As always, I'll be the host of uh, this here podcast. First podcast all the land. All the land. <laughs> so, uh, Ted Smith, These Home episodes. Uh, to the bottom of me today, not to the left on the Zoom, is Kyle. Kyle, what's going on? <laughs> it's a lonely time in America. Just wanted to send some, uh, some love out to everybody. Thanks for listening. We have a good time doing it, and I'm glad you enjoy it. All right, back there on the wheels of steel, getting everything set up, allowing the recording. Matt Connor, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. I was very, that was a real fun start to this recording. <laughs> but he just threw the hammer down. <laughs> so people don't know, like, when we're doing these over Zoom, I have to allow Matt the uh, ability to record. And every week I forget, and he's like, hey, man, can you let me record? So this week I finally had it preset, and he was like, you going to let me record? It's like, why don't you check it? <laughs> you got caught. We got those. Producers. Honestly, he looked like his mind was blown. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, it was. It was well played. I think I caught the audio of like the reaction, and we'll just start it with that. Um, but yeah, that was. I, I didn't see my face. I was just in utter shock. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, uh, first thing I'll start with today is that. Uh, I have had a COVID test. I'm negative. That is an uncomfortable thing. Has anybody else in here had one? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, I'm so happy you said that. That test was like, that wrecked me. I mean, that guy like touched my, okay, for people who don't know, it's like that Q-tip way up your nose, right? But that thing like wrecked, that thing touched my brain. I swear. Like instantly, no. yeah, tears pouring down my face and my nose started bleeding. Okay, so my nose didn't bleed, but like you get in there and they're like explaining it to you and they give you a tissue and I was like, yeah, whatever. And then like the guy is back there doing it. And the only way I can describe it is the last 10 seconds of a plank. You know, when you're like, the time is just like tick, tick. You know what I mean? 
And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, all right, I got this. But as soon as he pulled it out, I mean, tears just started flowing down my cheek. Yeah. And he goes, that's what the tissue's for. <laughs> Here's some cab fare. Have a great day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with that said, through the city of Seattle, it was super easy to get it done and everything. I mean, the process, I mean, when it goes up your nose, that part sucks. But, like, the whole process of getting in and out, I was like, this is great. Every part of the test was easy except for the test itself. And, dude, I'm, I'm actually kind of happy we have this podcast because I want to give a shout-out to the – okay, government. I'm always complaining about government and how inefficient they are and whatever. But shout-out to the guy who took the old emissions testing facility in Soto and was like, you know what? We just stopped doing emissions tests – because all the new cars are like well beyond it. Let's use that. That thing's perfectly set up for a drive-through. You have five lanes, individual stations for people, it's just a quick QR code. The problem is you never see that guy on the front page of the newspaper. You see the guy, the mayor who messed something up or the senator who did whatever, but like I want that guy on the front page of the paper being like, "You know what? Like this is the guy to look up to. The guy who is like, "Hey, I got a great idea. Let's help everybody and save some money." Yeah, I went to the walk-up clinic since I don't own a car down in uh, like Rainier. And it was funny, like it was so easy to do. So when I got my Nate, by the way, I, I just was worried as I'd been on a plane and stuff. But man, I can't tell you how excited I was when it was like negative. I was like, awesome. But so I called yeah. the city of Seattle, like the hotline. And I'm just like, hey, man, I was at the walk-in clinic. Like Grady took care of me. It was awesome. Like, and he's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> my supervisor i was like he does not care and i was like and i was negative and he goes congratulations i'll tell my supervisor <laughs> he's like get off the phone we have real emergency calls this is 911 <laughs> like people need to be tested sir why are you tying up the phone line <laughs> that's excellent dude i feel like that's uh that's one of those like ways you know you're getting older you know when like grandmothers call up 911 and there's like there's a cat in my tree and they're like miss please save this for emergencies. <laughs> the other funny thing is like, Matt, when they're doing it right, the guy's just like, you know, like just relax, go to your calm place or whatever. So uh, Sunflower, Post Malone and Swali was playing like in the background. And he goes like, so what'd you think about? I go, what would Swali do? He'd probably play it super cool. <laughs> <laughs> God, dude, you were probably cooler than me. I was in the van, and so I was, like, reared back, like, pushing my head against the headrest. Like, that guy went so deep in there. I mean, I honestly didn't know a Q-tip could go that far. They're, like, for people who don't know, they're, like, those long, extra long matches. They're, like, that long, those matchsticks. Yeah, and then they, like, snap it off and put it in the tube. I'm with you. Like, I had heard about the test, but I was like, oh, that is way past any. So is that, like, that's probably how sinus headaches happen, right? Cause like your sinuses are like up in your nose, I thought, but then they give you headaches. Like the way that's all just kind of connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause you yeah. just, for me, I was just standing there and you just put your head all the way back. I mean, it felt, it felt like it was like back here. Wow. He's pointing to like the side of his ear behind his temple. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That's, Matt, yeah, I think if I remember the sinus is like a whole system in there and it flows like through your cheeks too. And so, yeah, you can get like pressure in like a bunch of different spots in the sinus and it's like your main kind of like, 
I don't know if it goes, it's like up, like all the way up in the bridge of your nose too. Like it's, it's a big setup and there's a lot of things that can go wrong on the sinus. I remember that. I don't remember much else about it though. Yeah. I, I'd never dealt with like sinus issues. I've said I was when I was just like high and I thought it might cover for my <laughs> red eyes and dry throat. Well, that's the other thing, right? Like I had been gone for a week and then, uh, you know, had a little fun on the weekend. So I wake up, it's like that first Monday where all the smoke showed up. So all of a sudden, like my stomach already feels like garbage. And then with the smoke, it's like, oh, I've got a sore throat. Like I've got, I've got COVID. And I'm like, <laughs> I think I convinced myself that I had it. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I think everyone probably at this point has had that moment where they're like, like they cough once, like I have COVID. Or like you sneeze in a grocery store and like, I definitely have COVID. I don't know. I definitely, I've had a couple like things like that where I'm like, oh, I have it for sure. I haven't had it yet though, as far as I know. Yeah. And then, and then your brain just starts running. It's, it's like, oh Christ. Like that I contaminate everybody at work. Like I was just back home. Did I contaminate my mom? <laughs> like, Do I have to call all my old ex-girlfriends? Yeah. I hear you, bro. Like, we held hands in, in July. So you should know. <laughs> we had sex three years ago and I just wanted you to know. Right. I got it from you. <laughs> Uh, I will talk a little bit about the trip back east. Uh, a lot of fun. I will say flying is super eerie, man. Like right. the, airport, the airport's basically empty. And then uh, what else? Like I took a red eye out, like a 1030 flight. And literally there was two planes on the tarmac. That's it. Whoa. At SeaTac? At SeaTac, dude. Like, like, oh my God. Less than half full. I mean, it was like, I was like, holy cow, this is creepy, man. It was it was crazy, dude. Think about how many people depend on that tarmac being busy. Like that's jobs all the way up and all the way down, from the guy putting the peanuts on the plane to the person packing those peanuts in a plant to the person building that plane, the person monitoring that plane, air traffic control, the guy throwing the luggage on there. Like the places where those people, when they come to town, are going to stay. That's insane. Yeah, I will say traveling across the country, man. Like. I don't know how to explain this. Like I kind of get away with living in a bubble with my group of friends, you know, but like traveling back East and stuff and seeing people like out of work and, you know, like, uh, you know, people are like, I don't know if I'm going to make rent and stuff. Like it really hit home with this pandemic is done. Dude, that's, that's what I'm saying. And also uh, on the same clip, when you travel out of state, like we really live in a bubble in Seattle. When you travel out of state, I've also noticed how many Trump supporters there are. And you talk to people and they're like, oh, he's going to win for sure. You know, so just like, but in Seattle, if you ask anybody, they're like, I can't name a single person who voted for him. It's like, dude, there's a lot of people who are, who are big on that. And then also, yeah, like you said, the economy hurting. I mean, thir- I want to say, God, I might mess this up. 31 states, the number one profession is truck driving, long haul truck driving which obviously like that's about to get automated away with AI. And so it's like, yeah, I did. I'm curious to hear what the vibe was there. You know what I mean? Like does Seattle have this pandemic the worst or no? Like Capitol Hill specifically our neighborhood or no? Uh, you mean like, like, I, what do you mean? Like people wearing masks or people taking it serious? No, or? no dude. And you know, I try not to be negative on the podcast, but the, we went into lockdown first. We're still in lockdown, like last. Like a lot of states have just opened up and said YOLO, which, you know, 
I mean, there's some power in that. Um, but then also like our neighborhood obviously had like the huge chop and Chaz thing. Um, the BLM people like breaking windows and stuff like that. So all the businesses are boarding up. Uh, you know, my girlfriend tried to get coffee the other day. We had to go to five places to find one that was open. Five places around my house are closed with windows, with boarded up windows. We have all the smoke rolling in. So the, the, and I'm not for or against really any of those things individually, but the vibe in our neighborhood has certainly changed. And the, vibrancy of the street has changed and so i'm just curious what the scene is on the east coast or where you were at i mean the craziest thing to me is just talking to some people that legit are like were like fearful for my life and i was like well hang on now there's been a lot of protests but like there's not like personal property getting destroyed and like you know like I don't know how to explain. They're like, oh, I heard all of downtown's on fire and this and that. And it's like, no, it was my neighborhood. But also some of the biggest protest days, like you walk two blocks over and it's still just, you know, just my street. So that, that part kind of caught me off guard a little bit. I was like, holy cow. But other than that, like uh, Maryland, Maryland's done a good job. Virginia's done a good job. Like, I mean, my niece, she's going to college. So she had just gotten tested. My sister just gotten tested. So that, that stuff wasn't that much different, but you're right. It's just, it's just a different vibe, you know? And Seattle was so cut off even from the rest of the state that it just, whether you agree or disagree, it's nice to get out of the bubble and talk to other people. Cause I mean, I trust me, I know a lot of people too that are Republicans and frankly don't like Donald Trump as a person, but are like staunch right. Republicans. So, you know, you're just not going to run into those on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what, I mean, does it feel like, um, like are people kind of uh, like sort of uh, exhausted or downtrodden from the pandemic or is it kind of business as usual? Cause I've seen both like Utah felt to me like pretty much business as usual, but California felt like totally locked down. No, Maryland was definitely a lot more locked down and like outdoor seating. The bars inside were only at 25%. I will t- listen. One of the craziest things I saw frankly was I was grabbing takeout food so me and my mom stayed at like one of those extended stay like businessmen hotels in this little area that has like a bar right there, like residents, you know, like when you build a fake little city out in the suburbs and it's got everything contained. Yeah. We were staying in a place like that. So we had like lunch, I had some beers and then we went to the grocery store and we were just hanging out in the hotel room. So around like eight, my mom finally was like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, yep, yep, my bad. Like I'll run down and grab some stuff. That was the first time, like, I had walked into a bar at, like, 8.30 at night, and, like, there's seven dudes getting thrown out as I walked in, and it was just, I just hadn't seen that in months, you know what I mean? And they're, like, messing with the bouncer, and I'm just like, hey, man, first of all, I felt like super old guy. Like, everybody is, like, maybe 35 tops, and I'm just like, I'm just grabbing takeout, man. He's like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, But that was kind of (laughs) wild, and, uh... Yeah, like you go inside and it's like, it's still spaced out. And that bar, that bar and restaurant, Looney's, Looney's and Maple Lawn, I highly recommend. Great food and stuff. But like, yeah, it was, it was just weird. I was like, holy cow, like this has affected everybody. Because when you travel too, you, for me, I almost thought, well, it won't be the same as Seattle, but same stuff. You got to wear a mask everywhere and everything. So it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was different. But yeah, watching those dudes get thrown out and then like, another couple showed up and the one guy's like yelling at his buddies. Like I got stuck with a $150 tab. And they were like, I thought Billy said to order like that stuff on his tab. And he's like, yeah, but Billy only left 50 bucks. 
<laughs> Classic. Classic Billy, man. God. God damn it, Billy. Uh, but no, it was good. And then Sunday, I got a, a private tour of the Xfinity Arena where University of Maryland plays basketball. Dude, those pictures looked so sick. Oh, it's awesome. And the best part is, like, I grew up in College Park, but the guy that runs the audio video for Maryland Athletics is from Spokane. So I met him years ago when he was running the Spokane Arena for the shock, the arena football team. And then it just happened that he ended up working in Maryland and lives two blocks from the house I grew up in. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. So we, we, got a, we got that tour, right? I'm on center court. The sign still said, welcome home, SVP. And he's like, I didn't have time to change it for you. I'm like, listen, you've already done it enough. That would have been <laughs> but walking out to center court. Like, I can't lie, boys. Like, the, the, the eyes were welling up. I was just like, holy shit. Like, I can't. That's powerful. I'm standing on this court, just like taking pictures. And then it was like too bright. And he just pulled out his cell phone and goes, hang on, man. Let me turn off a couple of the digital screens. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, fear the turtle, man. I mean, you won't find a bigger Maryland Terrapins fan than, than Ted Smith. That's dope. Yeah. Those I'm pictures wearing, look so sick, too. Yeah. I'm wearing some of the new gear. I got some Big Ten network gear. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. You, did you just raid the equipment room or what? <laughs> Uh, well, they're not playing football. So <laughs> He's like, we're not going to have a season here. Get in here and get some pads. <laughs> get a helmet, Smith. Basically, he's like, here, man, I got some stuff for you. And then, I mean, I mean, I was passing out. <laughs> Every time I saw one of my cousins, like, what size you wearing now? Large, extra large? Here you go. <laughs> get that jersey. Uh, yeah, and then went down. Signed to my, by the equipment manager. <laughs> went down to my brother's house in Virginia. That was nice because it was me, my mom, my sister, my brother, like his whole family. We got had a nice crab feast down on the deck. Chris stayed. Chris and CJ stayed up with me for at least a half of the Sounders game that started at ten. That's sick, uh, man. Yeah, it was. It was, man. It was just a great time. And then, if you're ever in Baltimore, and I had never heard of this place till this trip, and shout out to my sister that recommended it. Nick's Fish House on the Patuxent River. You kind of got to drive through like an, an area that doesn't look like there's anything back there. And it's like a beach bar, like on the dock, on the thing. And Matt, I, don't, I haven't talked to you. So that crab pretzel I got, right? Oh, yeah. Maryland's famous for crab pretzels. But generally, it's a big soft pretzel. They cover it in crab dip and then cheese. Not at Nick's Fish House. They cut it in half, load in the crab dip, put the other top on, cover that in crab imperial, then the cheese whoa yeah it was so good i went two days in a row wow <laughs> i mean smart thinking on your part that that sounds incredible i don't know what it is about crab i don't like it by itself i never had a crab pretzel while i was out there but like i love crab cakes i love crab dip and the crab pretzel sounds amazing it's an interesting yeah, food like Crabs is a different ball game, but this crab pretzel, like, if you don't like that, you're probably just not alive. <laughs> Dude, do you guys do uh, what's the standard for like a Maryland blue crab? Is it uh, butter and Old Bay, or uh, just Old Bay, or or garlic, uh, or what do you guys do? What's Old Bay mean? and apple cider vinegar. Oh, that's not what I was expecting you to say. Oh yeah, you can mix. You it dip together. it in apple cider vinegar, or you like sprinkle it over the top. So you get them steamed in a bunch of Old Bay, and then you dump. And then usually you get a bowl, put some vinegar in there, and then I like to throw the Old Bay in there, mix it together. We call it sludge. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's kind of – okay. That actually makes sense. That's kind of like the British like doing the, uh, the uh, malt vinegar or whatever on their fries, right? Kind of that type of vibe? 
Exactly. Like when you get like, when you're on the boardwalk in Ocean City and you're at Thrasher's, you just dump vinegar on the fries and then salt. Dude, Thrasher's sounds like the kind of place 19 year old me wants to party. Oh, Thrasher's is just a fry joint on the boardwalk. So you're on oh, the really? Oh, yeah. It's, it's like 90 degrees, 90% humidity, and you're sweating bullets. But you wait in line to get a bucket of these fries and then go sit on a bench and eat them. Oh, with that name, I assumed it was like a sports bar for like college bros. Now, nah, that's more – well, Looney's is definitely a sports bar, but it's, it's, it's for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I meant like that age group, you know, like people were 18 to 23. 24. No, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun, solid solid trip, and you know, good to, good to see everybody and check in. Saw my cousin Tom and stuff. Had some Lido's. Dude, what's a? I know like most people probably you know whatever. I mean, it's a podcast, but just on a personal level, what's a? How's Chris's like school year going? Is he doing it from home or are they in there or what? Right, so they're they're all remote learning right now, but. They basically went through all the hiccups in the spring, so it's going a lot smoother. Oh, nice. Good. Cool. Yeah. I will say, though, I, I spent the night there Sunday night, and I got up on Monday, and he's got, like, one of those houses where, like, you have, like, you know, like, you have, like, the living room that nobody uses, and then you have, like, the family room, kind of almost like the den. Yeah, the spot. There's just, like, three steps, like, up to the other side. So I'm looking corner at him, and he's on his laptop, and like an idiot, I thought he said something to me, and I go, "Are you talking to me?" And then I hear him go, "Uh, yeah, that, that's my brother. He's in from out of town, and that's my dog." I was like, "Sorry, sorry, God damn it, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm new here. That's honestly hilarious, dude. Dude, you would be piping up in the back of a Zoom call. Like that's such a Ted Smith move. I can't even tell you." <laughs> I like to talk. What are we talking about, guys? Let's solve some issues. <laughs> yeah, I went to school. That was the first time I had driven a car in months, especially <laughs> since I've been watching F1. And my mom has a Nissan, is it a Maxima? But it's got some yeah. pictures, right? I, she doesn't need it, but she loves it. So when you're leaving Northern Virginia, you got to get on the toll road, right? So, I, I mean, I am smiling, like laughing to myself, like – Throwing in the quarters, and then it's like the F1 start. Like, oh, Smith's sixth position on the grid. Here he comes. I mean, I must have looked insane, Matt. I mean, I'm just laughing. Like, every time I pass somebody, which is rare as I don't speed, I'm like, Smith with the overtake. <laughs> Ted Smith <laughs> passed Max Verstappen. Right. I drove One man to thing. beat into the chicane. Tight at 10 and 2 the whole way. <laughs> God, man. Dude, Ted, sometimes I forget, just in the regular, like, default world, you have more fun than almost anybody I know. Like, for most people, that's just merging onto a freeway. <laughs> it's not the race at Spa. <laughs> uh. yeah, so it was, yeah, overall, it was a good time. And then, uh, yeah, flying was cool. And then what else was we going to say? Anyhow, but then, yeah, when I got back, uh, spent a little time up in the mountains and then freaked out. So I thought I had COVID. Everything's good. And I was going to say, but <laughs> 2020 doesn't stop. The smoke here. And he, I realize people even across the water don't have the same. It is intense in the city, man. Yeah, it is. I haven't left my house in like three days. Yeah, I said I mean, don't I'm, go outside. So I've been trying not to. Yeah, I've just been walking back and forth to work. But I was telling Matt before you hopped on, like even just that, like, 
I don't know, like my throat feels weird. Like I've been smoking cigarettes and like breathing just felt different. I'm like, God, this is freaking weird, man. Yeah. And you would think it would clear out of the city, but it's just kind of been sitting in this little bowl, you know? And so, yeah, I hope it was supposed to clear up Monday night. Obviously that didn't happen, but yeah, I mean, those fires are massive and it is interesting. You know, I, I feel like I'm just a kind of an observer of media and it's interesting to see where with how politicized our country is how many people are saying hey this is clear evidence of climate change and just as viciously people on the other side of the aisle saying this was these fires were set by antifa it has nothing to do with climate change and they're trying to burn down these cities and loot the buildings in the burned down areas yeah i mean i there was people after the initial fire started that were arrested for trying to start more so, like, that's not a lie, but it also shouldn't take away from the fact that the fires kind of started on their own on that Monday. The eastern part of the state was already on fire. And then I want to say it was a down power line or something that started. And then somebody did get arrested trying to start another one, which is just insane. Like, yeah. I'm just what what goes through your brain? But, yeah, I, I'm with you. And it's, yeah, everything's one way or the other. It's insanity. But, I mean, the smoke up here now is not even from our state. This is all from California. Yeah. Yeah. And or Southern Oregon too has a couple of big ones. My parents had to drive, drive through one down, uh, near what's that town called? I always forget the name of it. Ashland, Oregon. There's like a little, uh, it's kind of this little narrow Valley that there's a bunch of towns in and it was just burning right up the Valley. They had to close I five actually all, all six lanes. Whoa. Yeah. Cause remember on labor day in the morning, there was this crazy wind, but it started coming from the East. Right. So I was looking at Twitter and like they closed I 90 on the East part of the state and on the pass pretty early. And I was like, there's no way all that smoke's getting down here. And then by the evening time, it was all here. Yeah, and Ted, you're a weather guy, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I was under the impression at least that typically our weather rolls in from the west, like southwest kind of, and moves up and occasionally from the northwest, but we rarely get wind coming from the eastern side of the state. Is that correct? Correct. That Monday Labor Day was the, I mean, I hate to use the word perfect, but those were perfect fire conditions. We... Our summer started late, but we hadn't had rain in weeks. And then it was hot and dry. And then all of a sudden, those winds just switched and started coming or coming from the east, which is very rare. And now we're stuck in this thing where we, we have to get winds from the northwest. Like, just coming off the ocean or isn't going to be enough. Like, they got to come down from the – and they just, they just aren't there. I mean, that's the other, like, infuriating thing is our summer took so long to get going. And now we're just stuck in this pattern of, like, no rain. The winds won't switch to the normal side. Just like, what the hell is going on? Dude, well, I will say, you know, this whole year, if you want to take the Zen approach, this whole year is definitely good training in patience and accepting things the way they are. That being said, I've been guilty of just been like, just getting, you know, upset and annoyed by the continuing, continually worsening condition of things or seemingly. And now like with the, uh, what's his name, uh, Roger Stone saying that the election, if Trump doesn't win, that he should just declare martial law. Like, I think November's going to be wild, boys. Yeah, negative Nostradamus, as I'm known, is not looking forward to that part of the fall. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, some good news. I don't know about you guys, but Sunday was the most normal I had felt in a long time. Whew. 
watching the Seahawks play an NFL game and just spending spending an afternoon just worrying about block tackle win, like <laughs> right? I mean, it felt so much fun. I was in here yelling and screaming, drinking beers. It was great. I didn't realize. Like, I know I love football, but this is the most excited I've been about an NFL season. I think in. 15, 20 years. It was such a good day, man. Uh, yeah, it was so good to have football back, and the Hawks looked great. Um, yeah, I went over to my buddy Jake's and had uh, some – he made great waffles. We had N.A. mimosas, N.A. beers. Uh, I'm on this N.A. champagne kick right now. It's freaking awesome. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, the uh, – the Hawks looked great. I was doing push-ups every time they scored the amount of points that they had. And then, but uh, those add up. The more they score, it's a set of 38 by the end. They don't, they don't usually score that much. So it was a ton of push-ups, but like, I was pretty stoked about it. They just, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, Sunday, and it was just normalcy, like you said. Yeah, I cooked some chicken wings, had some, had some chips. I was like, ah, oh, look at us just being normal. Also, Matt, I don't know that anybody does more push-ups than the Oregon Duck. Is that, is that what they do? That's what we were just talking about a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, a lot of mascots will always do the push-ups when they score, but you always got to keep – like you're saying, you got to keep going. Well, the Ducks blow they, blow – they blow people out all the time. And I'm yeah. like, man, that Duck is doing a rack of push-ups. Yeah. What was that running back's name that we were trying to come up with? Ted, do you remember it now? Uh, no. For people listening at home, when the – when the Oregon Ducks had this running back who was crazy fast, uh, Michaels, is that what it is? Michael James. Something, Michael James. Dude, yes, God, oh, yeah. good pull, Ted. Seriously, good. So the season that he was the running back, I mean, that Duck, if they're, if they're up 78 points and they score a field goal, that's not just 78 push-ups. That's another 78 plus the three. And so, like, think about what that guy was cranking out in a game because you're working all the way up to 78 by sevens and threes. I mean, he was probably putting up, what, like three, 400 push-ups in a game? That's what I'm saying. Like, and there's a lot of mascots to do it, but I'm like, the duck has to have done the most over the last few years. Oh, yeah, and you yeah. hear that number, and you're like, oh, 300 push-ups? All right, but here's what I challenge you. Get down and give me 30. And tell me how you feel about 300. Because people get real co- – I've noticed men get real confident. And then they crank out a couple, and they're like, whoa, okay. Yeah, that's, that's real. I'm push-ups are no push-ups, joke. But, yeah, for real. If push-ups are easy, you might be doing them wrong. Um, but, <laughs> like, what do I know? But, yeah, I think it'd be even more than three or 400. Like, I was in the 130s when the Hawks scored 38. But it's, like, an exponential thing. By the time you get to 70s, like, I think it just blows right past three, 400. If that's, is it the same dude? Like, are they switching out ducks throughout the game to accommodate that? All right. So I just randomly got on this conversation with Cobb and a couple people the other day. I'm like, man, that duck's doing the most push-ups. I don't know. Do you swipe out ducks at halftime? Is it David Goggins <laughs> hiding in there? You might have to. I mean, usually most most colleges usually have about four mascots. I know that's what we had at, at BC because one of my friends was the mascot. But I don't know if you're swapping out in the middle of a football game unless there's an injury, you know? And even then, you probably don't have a backup there. I mean, I bet that guy's cranking them out. He's earning them. But that's – yeah, you think about – yeah, Matt, you're right. You would go way past 300. Yeah. 
Jesus. I, I, was, I forget the total tally. It was somewhere in the 130s, though, to, to get to 38. But then it's like, what's after 38? 41 or 44? Like, and then you're just adding from there. And, yeah, they stack up quick. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> well, good wow. for the duck, man. <laughs> They're doing his thing, man. Do, you, do work, duck. Do work, duck. Uh, all right, let's see. Oh, by the way, just one thing I want to bring up just to bitch about. So I'm supposed to be going to a wedding this weekend, but obviously no stores are open. So it's a company where they like send you, you send in the measurements and then they send you the tux like through the mail. But uh, I've made a little bit of an error. and got my shirt as the slim <laughs> fit, which is fine on the neck, but it's real tight on the belly, like tight of like, Stay away from me if I'm facing you. I might put your eye out with a button. But now it's like I'm leaving on Friday and I'm like, I'm sending frantic emails like, yo, where is the normal shirt? I respect the confidence, Ted. So I'd like to start off there and say you probably ordered this thing a couple weeks ago. I respect the confidence to be like, you know what? Slim fit me. F it. Right? I'll be good after my trip to Maryland. Now I think we got to be talking about one of those like, you know, LA fast track water diets at this point. I mean, you're basically a chick preparing for this wedding. I think you got to treat it as such. You know what I mean? Like we got to take this thing seriously. I want you eating. What are those things that uh, Anna Nicole Smith died from? Oh, like Fim Fan or whatever? Was it? Is it like Fim Fan or that stuff back in the day? Yeah, it had some like, it was like the Hollywood something, but yeah, I think it's ephedrine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we got to get you on those immediately, Ted. I mean, we're looking, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be, uh, what are they called? Dude, what are the, uh, oh, bridesmaids? A lot of like, you know, young, attractive moms. I mean, the sky's the limit on this. Ephedra right away. <laughs> you know me. I put on the jacket, like, all right, I got to get a little hem in the sleeves, but jacket fits right. Like, pants are all right, need a little hem. And then the shirt, like, I put it on and I was like, the neck fits like, oh no. <laughs> and then of course it's like, why did I go with classic slim fit? <laughs> trim spa. That's what we got to get you on, man. Trim spa. <laughs> so is there oh. supposedly another shirt on the way for you as of now, Ted? Correct. It was supposed to be here today. And then they came with like a number, but every time I call the number, I don't, it's a fax machine. But it's oh. like all online. So it's finally tonight, I was like, sent like a, uh, just an email, just like, dude, like you're, you, the number doesn't work. Like I'm leaving Friday. Like I, what are we going to do? Like I need this shirt. So I have to wear the other one. Like, like I'm going to have to keep my jacket closed the entire day. <laughs> <laughs> is there a, I mean, is it a color that would be easy to replace with the off the rack situation? Yeah. I mean, it's a white shirt. So I think, I think if it doesn't show up, I can just go to like men's warehouse or something, but I don't know. That was the first time I had done anything like that. Cause usually I would just go to the men's warehouse and get fitted there. But because of COVID and everything, you just, it was like, ah, oh, just order it offline. And I was already like, I don't have the traditional body build, kind of a short stocky fella. So ordering online clothing is already a little bit of a, uh, a tricky one for me. Ted Smith ain't off the rack, baby. <laughs> uh. All right, Mr. Cobb, we got some emails. Oh yeah, dude! I was waiting on your. Uh, I was waiting to hear about your wild, wet dream. <laughs> you text us about. I want to get into that conversation. We'll wait till next week. It wasn't a wild, wet dream. Honestly, I've just been smoking less, less weed. But the dreams are so intense. 
Dude, yeah, when you stop smoking weed, dreams are really intense. I don't know exactly why that is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Good day, gents. This past weekend, I was lucky enough to have my dad come visit. Not having really any plans and being okay with relaxing all weekend was on the agenda. When he got into town Thursday night, drinks started flowing. My dad mentioned that we should just smoke a bunch of meat and have a barbecue. Yes, Ted. Low and slow. Nice. When that was mentioned, I instantly was excited and on board. Went to the local butcher shop, picked up four racks of ribs, 12 chicken legs, and a tri-tip. Lo and behold, we had a smorgasbord of tasty treats. My cop topic for the crew. Oh, dude, he included pictures. Hell yeah. Oh, dude, these look like professional barbecue shots, honestly. Ted, we got two racks of ribs with sauce on, two racks of ribs that look like just a dry rub, probably nine ears of corn, big old chicken. Oh, dude. This is a stacked barbecue. I like that. That's, that's some of the classics right there. God, man. Oh, dude, they give us an inside shot. I wish you guys could see this. This is what's up. Um, all right, I'll get back to it. Uh, my cop topic for the crew uh, is what is something you can instantly supersede previous arrangements? Oh, that can instantly supersede previous arrangements. That's a homemade mac and cheese in the photo, by the way. I uh, just wanted to brag a little bit. LARP on, folks. You're drunk Sherpa. Hmm. I guess right. He's asking like, what would you, what would change, what would you change your plans for, like on, on a dime? Yes. I mean, I think he nailed one of the big ones for me. Like, I like if we have plans just to chill or something, but you're like, hey, let's start barbecuing or have a meat fest. Like, I'm in. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, um, even last time I went over to uh, the lake house with Matt, like. The whole day was about hanging out on the lake and, you know, having fun. But cooking those watermelon burgers and, like, doing stuff on the grill was a massive, massive part of it. <laughs> For me, my mind goes darker. I feel like if someone's injured, that supersedes whatever I'm doing. If someone is, like, about to have a baby and I somehow need to help. Um, I don't know. What supersedes? Oh, may oh, if someone's, like, going paintballing. And then they hit me up. I'm in. Love paintballing. I don't know. Yours is better. Yeah, I would say like this weekend too. Like to me, weddings supersede things. Like if somebody has an important life event, like even if there's yeah. a huge party or festival I want to go to, it's like you got to go to the wedding, man. You got to put in that effort for, for the friend. Oh, yeah. Where is this thing? Uh, it's out at uh, – now it's going to be out at the uh, Cave B. I don't – Cave B, did you say? Yeah, next to the gorge, it's like a winery. Oh, cool. Yeah. So they, I guess they have a package because of COVID that's like you can only have like 30 people and the, the price is a lot cheaper than it normally would be. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. Good for uh, them. I actually had someone hit us up for popcorn for a wedding in two days today. And I was just like, really pushing it, guys. Really pushing it. <laughs> hey, follow me real quick. Uh, you guys, you guys are chasing my heart now. Salt and vinegar popcorn? <laughs> Ted, we got to get you back in the fold, man. Those Smith boys, you know, they're good, but we need you back as a spokesperson. <laughs> I was hitting up Rowan. I was like, you know I love salt and vinegar chips. Like, I got to get some of this popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm glad to hear it. Um, hey, guys. I hope you're all doing well and enjoyed your time off. I wanted to thank you for finally turning me on to run the jewels. Uh, there was a free download for the second and fourth record. When I'm back working, I'll get the other records. 
My favorite song is Close Your Eyes off the second record. I love the flow and it's a banger. I also finally checked out Royal Blood and holy f- they're awesome. Yeah. I got two songs by them and they were so good. I can't wait for them to come through town uh, whenever that'll be. And yes, Matt, I heard the new Hate Breed and it's good. We need to get Ted into that band. Thanks, Stevie, the Packers fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll stick up for Run the Jewels and Royal Blood any day of the week. Those are two bands that for sure, like, just just thump, man. Yeah. So you uh, know Stevie has good taste, and you can check out the new Hate Breed song. <laughs> so you guys probably don't know this. I got you. Uh the funny thing with the Megacast is for whatever reason, we've been having trouble like uploading it. So like Stevie's always on it, right? Like he knows when Migs and I are going to do one. And then we were joking on the last one, like we got a full episode, like blah, blah, blah. And Stevie just hits me up on Twitter. Like, I'm like, I hate to tell you this, but like only half of it uploaded. I was like, Oh no, what are we doing wrong? (laughs) Painful. That guy's great, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good to see him up and uh, moving around, too. Yeah. Right, well, let's check in with what's maddening. All right. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think because it's been a couple weeks now. I want to start by saying uh, I'm going to put together a Facebook group for people that want to do some sort of push up challenge associated with the Seahawks scoring. And, like, if you want to you know, adjust to your ability level or find and find a variation that works best for you. I'll help with that. And so find me on Facebook, uh, Matt Coke, K O C H. Um, and yeah, it's, it's fun. By the time, by the time in the second half of that game, I was liking this new push up idea and I had already decided like, you know, Seahawks, you usually good for 28 or whatever. Like that's a good number. And then, uh, I had already jumped ahead to like, I'm just going to do this all season. This is great. I'm here with my friends. You know, they think it, they might think it's a little weird, but it's not like crazy and like it's not hurting anybody. So I got over that social thing of like people watching. Uh, and then the Hawks just kept kept scoring. And I was like, okay, this is <laughs> now I got to rethink this idea. I didn't know they were going to let Russ cook like that. So uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, a couple days before that i celebrated seven years without uh drinking which is pretty wild to reflect on and yeah that was a fun day though tyler came over and brought me like a thing of non-alcoholic champagne some crispy creams and a giant foil balloon that was a seven yeah that's impressive dude especially considering when it started right you're like ah, i'm gonna give it a few months or six months or whatever yeah yeah, it started with 90 days and it just kind of snowballed and, you know, cool stuff kept happening. I was having a really good time without it. Um, that's continued to this day. And, you know, um, yeah, I, there's like events where I was like, oh, I'll drink at that. And then I, it just never it'd come. And I'd be like, oh, I don't need a drink for that. I kind of like what's been happening lately. The Kings won the Stanley Cup and the Hawks won the Super Bowl. Like right when I started that drink, it was like look, man, I'm not going to dismiss those as coincidences. Like, I refuse. And so, yeah, it's just been, it's been cool. Um, so it's fun to, like, kind of think back to, yeah, holy cow, seven years ago. And it doesn't feel that long, honestly. So uh, that was really cool. And then the weekend before that, Tyler and I went out to 
uh, Idaho and checked out this place called Craters of the Moon. Have either of you heard of that place? No. Dude, okay. I always suck at explaining it, but it's a uh, like old place where there's a bunch of volcanic ash that like it didn't come out of a it, it used to be lava and it's formed into all these big fields that have all these caves and tunnels but it's not like a mountain volcano situation it's just like the lava came out of the earth in the middle of idaho and there's a few like big rock piles but it's mostly pretty flat like lava fields super all right. That's how cool. far away was it like 10 plus hours all right, that's um, a good trip. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, the town of Arco was fantastic. We stayed there. It's like 900 people population. Um, but we had a blast. So there's all these numbers painted up on this mountainside, like on all these cliffs in different parts of the face of the mountain. Bunch of them. And we're driving up, and we kind of like, what is going on in this small little town that we're camping at the KOA of? And then... We talked to the guy that runs the KOA and he was like, every year since 1920, back in 1920, some dude climbed up there. He graduated from the county high school. He got up there and painted a 20 on the mountain and every graduating class has done it since. Dang. Yeah. Enormous. Now you can see him from town. I don't know how big these things are, how the hell these people pulled it off like once let alone every single year some high schoolers getting tasked with it i don't know how you get selected to do it um so that was tripping me out impressive yeah yeah it's super impressive and i still have no idea how they pull it off but um yeah i'm assuming you volunteer for that i hope it's not just like hey ted you got to go up to the rock this the mountain this year and paint it like what yeah right just get told dude so one year the graduating class it's the whole county and they only had 12 people in the graduating class dude i feel like with things like that you pretty much know from like because you're with the same people all the way through you pretty much know from like kindergarten or first grade like who the couple people are who are gonna paint it you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> you're chosen early and groomed that's such a great point holy cow yeah yeah, I didn't even think about that part of it. Um, yeah, so that was that was tripping us out. That was a ton of fun, and it was a it was a great trip. And then, uh, yeah, came back through. Yakima was already like really smoky, but we got out at this rest stop. It's funny you're talking about that. This, we came back on Sunday before Labor Day, and the rest stop like right after Yakima, coming over to, towards Cleelum, was howling with wind, and I didn't even think like. Oh, until I got home and the smoke started to roll in of like, oh, yeah, all that wind right by where all that smoke was is now bringing it this way. Like, it didn't, didn't dawn on me. Oh. Man. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, Labor Day when I got up, I was like, man, it is windy out here. And it was just like, I don't know. It felt weird. And then it got weird. Yeah, sure has. But. Yeah, I've had some fun these past couple of weeks, even though they've been weird. So that's what's maddening. Yeah, I would say to remind people, too, if they don't live in Seattle, the other tough part is, is that, like, it's still been warm. But you're not supposed to open your window. So I don't know about Cobb, but, like, it just gets stuffy in here. I'm like, ah, you know, like, it's September. I should be able to open my windows. 
Ruthless, mate. Ruthless. Yeah, it has been. Uh, what else are you going to say? I think we're good. So it's probably about that time. Cob topic. Cob topic. The cop topic this week, you know, a lot of our listeners are into music. I'm into music. Ted's into music. Matt's into music. And this one, uh, I might take some flack for this, but I encourage you to go listen to the song deeply if you don't necessarily agree. Um, then you can flip me whatever uh, S you want in the uh, the emails. But um, so for me, like uh, I'd always heard about Dolly Parton and I was like, I don't know who that is or what she's about, whatever. And I'd heard like the nine to five works. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And then I heard the song Jolene and I was like, Oh, like that is, that is so raw and real. You know what I mean? She's so like painfully honest in it about the situation. And uh, so it got me thinking for the cop topic this week, what song holds the most meaning to you and why? Email us, literally the word email at thepodcast.com with two E's um, or hit us up on Twitter. Um, what song holds the most meaning to you and why? And here's the thing, to make it easier, I want to take the edge off. It doesn't have to be like the greatest song of all time that has the absolute most meaning. Like what's the song that has significant meaning to you and why? You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be your, like, your penultimate because so many people who listen to this have 40 favorite songs, which is fine. But just like what's one that you're like, ooh, that's a hitter. So... What do we got, boys? Uh, I feel like that's a double question. Like, most meaningful or, like, just one, like, hitter, like, one you meaningful. like to I mean, one that hits, like, deep emotionally, not, like, as a banger. I would have to go with, I mean, this may not shock you once you hear it, because I've talked about it on this podcast a bunch. Uh, Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin. Uh I think I told the story on here, but when I was a little kid, like I remember it came on the radio when I was driving back from somewhere with my dad and he was like, you don't, you don't really get this song right now and that's okay. But like someday you will. And then I was making the rounds when I worked at the radio stations and I went into uh, the sound and it's like two in the morning or something. And that song's playing and I turn it up and I listen to the lyrics and I think about like, that moment with my dad all those years ago and like that song doesn't really describe our relationship but it made me very sentimental about the father-son relationship and i just started crying and then i pulled it up with the lyrics on youtube and listened to it and like i listened to that song and cried for like hours straight uh and you know then we've had some fun jokes about it uh shout out to god damn it i forget which twitter follower played it on a jukebox in a bar and like you know because it's a downer ass song and like i did it at karaoke one night when it was a real young upbeat crowd and so it's fun to like fuck around with my dad and i have reflected on it and listened to it but also had a lot of laughs about it lately so i think that's one that'll you know yeah will always be uh really meaningful and make me smile but also get sentimental i like that yeah, kind of same for me. Like, it's certainly not an upbeat song. I mean, it's got a good rhythm, but uh, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, Tracks of My Tears. Since as a kid, a lot of times I'd be, like, depressed and stuff. But, like, I don't know. I always kind of felt those lyrics. He's talking about a girl, but, like, you know, uh, what's it? I'm the life of the party because I tell a joke or two, but deep inside I'm feeling blue. So, you know, 
it's always kind of one of those things, right? Like, you know, like the, the smiling person isn't always as happy as you think they are. Oh yeah. Robin Williams. Do you say it's called tracks and tears or what's it called? Tracks and my tears. You would know it. Also it was in platoon and I love that movie when I was a kid, which is kind of a depressing movie. Uh, when he, movie though. Yeah. When he's cool and smoking weed with all the black dudes, they're always singing that song. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, but sometimes when I tell people that, it came up on the menu. People are like, that's the song? I'm just like, hey, if you're talking about a song that gets you in the feels, it has a meaning for you, you know? And then when I went through my first breakup, I, li- I liked it even more. I was like, oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> see me with another girl. See me like I'm having fun. I- I'm not. <laughs> Dude, that's the thing, man, with like, I don't I know. artists. laughing about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's you're why making me laugh as you're talking about how you're making me laugh like may mask your sadness and i'm like is ted sad right now no trust me if i was sad right now i would have picked a different song i see some pain behind those eyes no i'm just kidding <laughs> there was pain in them on monday after that seahawks game <laughs> god yeah oh man yeah this one's probably just smoke in your eyes yeah so there we go. Uh, we're back in business. We'll be back uh, next week. The home episodes. Also, thanks to everybody that's been listening. And thanks to Matt and Cobb for, uh, you know, we thought we were going to do a couple of these Zoom ones, but I- I'm happy we didn't miss a beat and we kept it rolling. And I mean, Matt, you bring that up. I'm like, Christ, you haven't drank in seven years. That means we've been doing this for what, seven and a half years? Uh, probably with the trial ones. Yeah, I would say around there because I definitely. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, we were already doing the podcast when I stopped. It was it was a handful of episodes into the Jesus. actual thing, not counting those previous ones. But yeah, I remember drinking a couple times, like yeah, during the the cast chronicles. Like this is probably the most consistent thing in my life <laughs> over that period. Have commitment I'm serious. Issues. That's yeah, no wild, kidding. man. Right. Here's the thing, though, like. Has anything else been like more, um, more steady? Like Matt, you've changed jobs and places you live. I've changed where I live. Ted's changed where he lived twice. I think um, this podcast has changed studios. You know, like there's been a lot of change throughout those years. If you think about it, yeah, yeah, I've changed sure. jobs too. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, my work is consistent. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Right. The old steady horse, man. The old war horse, Ted freaking Smith, baby. <laughs> that's what oh, I'm talking man. about. All right, that's awesome. Uh, all right, there you go. For MCTP, for Cobb and V. Ted Smith, this is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>